Hi, I'm Tara Bang and Stephanie. Hello. Welcome. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome. I might be abrupt. Hope you're doing well also. Hope you're doing well. Um, might be abrupt. I wanted to just share with you all before we really get into things. I know last time we spent some time just catching up. <laughs> um, I received a message from a close friend of mine today. And I wanted to share it with you too because uh, I feel close to you both. Oh, thanks. You were in my dream this week. We were on a train that was going through a forest. Okay. I think it was going to the university I went to for undergrad, but wasn't sure. You got off in between stops, like saying, this is my stop, and hopped off the moving train and you ran into the trees. I had the feeling of wanting to go with you. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I, I was really touched by that. I Part of my mind is like the analytical curious mind and like wants to break sure. that down and figure out what's going on. But for some reason, I just felt like without even thinking too much into it, I was I was moved. Like, yeah, I was touched. Not just for myself. But I thought that was a nice thing. Yeah. And I wanted to share that kind with you both. Pursue adventure or pursue companionship. Yeah, that's really lovely. For a moment there, I thought you were going to say, and you went into a tree. And I was like, oh, that, that could have been the But I could have. Way. I could have. Because <laughs> my friend could have looked away and been like, oh, she's gone. This and then, and then smack dab and then, into and a then tree. The, and then the camera pans back oh. to me. And I'm just like, um, George of the Jungle. Sprawled like out. The tree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. But my friend doesn't. But like, that's out of my friend's perspective or something. Right, 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 right. Uh, right. To him. She, she can't see that anymore. I, I left the, the, I hopped off of a moving train. Mm-hmm. And so, I just so kudos to you for surviving and I said, that. This is my stop, number one. I yeah. just kind of was like, "Here, goodbye." Mm-hmm. Um, but there's no, no, and he and he said this week, so it's you know it's been a couple of times, mm-hmm, same mm-hmm. recurring dream, and I was just so. My question to him was like, I don't know if it's actually like me, me that you're dreaming about, or maybe something that I symbolized for you. So it's more mm-hmm. that I'm like an idea. I'm a, a yeah. I'm a, I am a feeling. I'm not really like a like a person in that mm-hmm. in that setting. But yeah, I thought it was a beautiful sentiment. I don't know what it means exactly, but for some reason, I liked it. I just liked it. Sure, sure. That's lovely. Yeah, I just wanted to start out with that. Um, but I was also just thinking, just unrelated, just for myself, not really in my dreams, but. The ideas of buoyancy, allostasis, wow. and homeostasis. Okay. Wait, and repeat the second one again. Allostasis. Define what that is, please. All right. So from the top, just for interrobangs sake as well. So buoyancy is the upward force on an object um, due to the displacement of the liquid that it's pressing down on if it's submerged or fully sinking into a liquid. So mm-hmm. it's an upward force, it's buoyancy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what, you know, if you have neutral buoyancy, you're like perfectly like floating. If you have positive buoyancy, you're like floating up to the top of a surface. If you're negative mm-hmm. buoyancy, you're, you're sinking. sinking to the bottom. <laughs> right. We've had a couple of moments of negative 
buoyancy on this podcast. Also positive. Come on. And positive is, as well. Uh, you know, give, give an well. equal balance. <laughs> um, and then allostasis is kind of connected to homeostasis. So I'll say homeostasis is the kind of set point of kind of your happy medium for, for something. It's like. Okay. Like your neutral point? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, like a okay. neutral a neutral point there um which is a maintenance of a, of a stable kind of a constant condition within your body um mm-hmm. even though there's like various stresses whether the emotional physical stresses happening allostasis is connected because it's the so homeostasis is the state allostasis is the process of achieving homeostasis so it's uh. the pathway to kind of neutralize it getting back to equilibrium exactly exactly so yeah it's the process of getting there get that's the end goal and yeah of of trying to achieve stability through through change um but homeostasis is the state of having that of that constant steady stability so my question in all of this Mm -hmm. of these concepts here and you don't have to share, but just to think about for yourself, maybe at this time, what's keeping you buoyant? In this uh, I think the music that we've got planned <laughs> for the this what? episode. The music that we have planned for this episode, honestly, uh-huh. very solid selection. Um, not trying to hype it too much. I genuinely quite enjoy Mm-hmm. what we've chosen um and i think it's kind of been a bit of very synergistic um because i've been through you know one kind of week and very far away so have you and somehow um we've uh, like the the music that we've had both in our minds has kind of like come together at a is it zeitgeist is that where like two similar ideas happen even though they're like not related to each other at all and they just kind of spark at the same time or very similar time and that's kind of been a little special um i'm not sure entirely sure how those zeitgeisty moments or feelings tend to happen maybe it's just a state of the world um that we're just trying to look for something wholly opposite of what currently is i don't know the general ambiance but maybe so that that kind of helped me achieve positive buoyancy in the past hour. <laughs> okay. How about you? The music. I, I, several things, several things uh, are keeping me buoyant. I had really, like I had I had a good lunch today. Okay. I had a good lunch today. I got takeout from one of my favorite restaurants. Nice. I really and I really like um, chicken biryani from an Indian restaurant near me. Mm. Mm-hmm. I indulged myself in that. I think um, the act of laughter mm-hmm. makes me lighter and more buoyant. Mm-hmm. Uh, positive buoyancy. And is this laughter your own laughter yeah my own laughter watching other people because i'm, you know, I'm expelling i'm expelling giggles. air okay obviously i'm not laughing right now <laughs> but like i had a couple good laughs today at work I, I work 
I, I have the blessing of even if my actual work isn't my favorite, the people, sure. the company of people, sure. the group of people I work with, I mean, we're just like great, great friends. And it's just great having a ball together. That's lovely. It is lovely. Yeah. And it's amazing. And so I think I've had, had a few moments of real good laughter today. Yeah. It made me feel lighter. I like the belly laughs. I like the, the laughs yeah. where I can't stop laughing. And then the like the more your brain tries to deconstruct what happens, it just gets more ridiculous and funny. And then like yes. you're gasping for breath. It was exactly moment. And like, like your that, yeah. diaphragm <laughs> can't hold it anymore. But yeah. you're just compelled to continue laughing like idiotically, yes. just like yes. to the point where there's just no reason. And it's just wonderful and stuff because i at this moment i was trying to run a meeting like run the group meeting and oh, people geez. are just putting jabs of funny gifs or like right. building a hub sure. and i'm trying to like conduct a meeting and uh uh-huh. but it was it was all fun all fun and i feel like my neck just like physically my neck is making me buoyant cuz otherwise i and my legs, I feel kind of like jelly-like otherwise right now. So your neck is supporting you and your legs are also supporting your legs you? Legs or... my neck, yeah. Okay. And I wish it was more continuous. I wish I had more of like a sensation it's like between from your, my core. your neck and your legs, it's just jelly. Like what, what's yeah, going on in there? I don't know. I just kind of disconnect. <laughs> and my neck is like, because it's so small and it's, you right? know, it's kind of it's definitely buckling under the pressure a bit of like, where's everybody else at? So I'm looking forward I'm to resting tonight. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I hope that you feel better soon, Michelle. Um, yeah. I'm not doing, I'm have... sorry if I sound really bad. I'm not that bad. I'm just kind of deep in my thoughts about this question of what's keeping you buoyant. I have this vision of you where, you know, forget the, any preconceived notion of, what you look like in reality but like mm-hmm. i can see a pair of legs and then you know a, a little thing of a neck uh, and like maybe a blob of the head above like a the frog neck. but like a little body but but and- but no 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 i didn't say anything about the body okay. so between the neck and the legs it's just this one big blob of spherical jello <laughs> and it's just kind of wobbling um you know and wiggling every which way um, but it's kind of like your neck is sometimes being supported, you know, when, when the jello is kind of like at a very stable, you know, it's not really wobbling too much, but then every <laughs> now and then a little gust of wind comes and kind of gives it a little wiggle and oh, then yes. the, the neck becomes a little bit unstable and like kind of, you know, gyrates in like the weirdest possible way. It takes a while for it to get back to equilibrium. Um, like back to neutrality <laughs> so uh, just this one big blob of jello in my mind oh my god it's like a spit take i wasn't ready for like the jello <laughs> your like your legs are kind of your legs are kind of sticking out kind of like little chicken feet just sitting down so it's not like the legs are really contributing to like keeping your posture straight it's just like they're stable but they're not you know holding you up they're just there on the side <laughs> <laughs> i'm not even insulted i'm not it's like it's like a cartoon version you know but yeah, um, it's, yeah. it's it's very uh, comical and that idea is giving me buoyancy right now um <laughs> after a very long week um it's nice to see my longtime dear friend as a blob of jello 
Wait, am I walking? Am I moving? Or no, you're just you're just I'm, sitting. I, I'm being moved by wind. You're if you're it's sitting. It's it's like you know one of and you know the Eric Larson. So Eric Larson is this very famous artist. He um created the Far Side Gallery, which to me is legendary because I would always find it in like the, my elementary school library and um, my friends and I would have a great fun um, looking at his drawings. Um, and I think he draws a lot of. Uh, like uh, bucolic life based drawings like it's a lot of like large um, Americans um, and their large farm animals like cows and and even I mean even their pets are quite large and rotund um, and that's just his drawing style um, but you know modeled after that you know like tiny legs tiny arms <laughs> sort of relatively large size head you know medium size head but like the the body mass is is just like a blob you know which is not indicative of michelle you know per se in person but um just in this characterized um cartoonified version of this idea is like you know thin little chicken legs that are just sitting on the side and this blob of jello and this wobbly very unstable neck <laughs> Um, but you know there will be better days I hope <laughs> in your future and maybe you'll become I feel like you've uh, hijacked my like deep <laughs> sentimental pensive <laughs> maybe you'll become a lovely um cake and, and Tara Bing be warned about sharing with Stephanie what's keeping you buoyant she might take off with colourful language <laughs> keep, maybe keep yours to yourself or turn, safe turn it against you <laughs> no but I like that that is interesting that is a cool picture um, my brain works in mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. crazy <laughs> it's just calm, just like unpredictable ways thank you <laughs> you're welcome I don't yeah. know yeah so I was just thinking of yeah so I was just thinking of the concept of buoyancy mm. and how because it's yeah sorry, it's, it's, a, it's a force that you're causing but it's not Mm -hmm. coming from you it's coming from what you're putting what you know what your existence is putting pressure on um and Mm. i think it's interesting so it's like yeah i don't know i just think it's interesting but also it's kind of partially a bit of the surface tension of whatever is propping you up it is the properties of the liquid yeah absolutely and the the, you know and the density involved there and so it's sure i think I don't know, from growing up, I think I always felt that buoyancy was an internal thing, mainly, mm-hmm. um, of like trying to float in water. And it's like, no, you're not buoyant. You're not very buoyant. Enough or something. You're not yeah. really thinking about the external factors. factors. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so then today I just kind of had this like taking it to the next level of like thinking of emotional factors slash stressors, you know, because they are stressors. Because mm-hmm. stress doesn't just mean the emotional stress; it can mm-hmm. mean the physical stress of things. Um, oh, I know something else that made me buoyant. I received a care package today out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, it was you. like an international snacks kind of thing, and uh, I was like, "Where is this coming from? This is kind of mysterious, but also kind of sketchy." Because I don't these they were international. I think I recognize like Tato crisps as uh, like the Irish chips. Yeah you know cheese and cheese and onion but um 
there were some other ones I didn't quite recognize and they had a little like um, brochure pamphlet informational thing attached to it saying like oh this sweet is from Indonesia this other sweet is from Mexico this other like biscuit is from Italy and I was like oh that's really nice but also how did this end up here yeah <laughs> who gave it to me yeah what's going on is this did someone accidentally leave and meant, meant to take it and my desk just happened to be like the the place where they were standing and talking to someone and then they forgot to pick it up like what is the story of this item that is just perhaps lost perhaps it does now belong to me but there was no note nothing just Hmm. where did it come from (laughs) where is it supposed to go where did you come from You know, yeah. You know, it's a little zeitgeisty moments that mm-hmm. really get me. So, uh, I'm sorry. Did yeah. you figure it out though? No. Yes, yes, did I okay. did. Um, my one of my coworkers came up to me and said that they had gotten like three box, three subscription boxes of this international stuff. And they were just sick of everything now, and so they decided to just give me some because they thought I'd appreciate. It. I was like, oh, that's very, that's a lovely thought. Um, yeah, yeah. But now I feel kind of like deflated because the mystery has been solved and i kind of like mm. what if i never knew and just like, it was like oh i have a secret admirer or something but you know what the problem around. is i've had that i've had that and it didn't the excitement waned very quickly because it was during christmas time mm. i received a package it was and i opened it so i wasn't expecting anything mm. there was mm-hmm. no note or card and it was mm-hmm. a lovely bracelet gift oh intended for you yeah it was my name was on the box um, okay okay, okay, it was like it was it was from like the merchant not from the person oh yes of the bracelet but i really didn't know who it was and so i started to i messaged friends of mine asking yeah because i really didn't know i've had to do that too and and most of them were like no sorry but then i felt like oh no i was manipulating them into trying to give me a gift because they might not they even had. even thought they're, about they're like oh well, that's, yeah i feel bad now because i'm saying nope i had no gifts for you sorry <laughs> bye but luckily my friends are like we're very like we're very comfortable with each we're other. okay so with i each said other, no yeah. like it's i don't expect you to give me a gift because i'm very much likely you know i'm not giving you a gift either but i'm yeah. just trying to figure this out and i and i, and I figured it out but it took me like a day okay. or two um yeah because i just felt uncomfortable just asking i've someone, done that hey, with like amazon gifts because like they you yeah. know when when they write the gift message they don't always ask you or i think they do ask you for your name but for some reason it's not printed on mm. the gift receipt tag thingy yeah. so you write your message and since you've already written your name somewhere you don't think that you have to write your name on the gift message itself but you absolutely should interrogate if you don't already please do because amazon does not include it in there in their actual message so it just becomes a mystery and so like you said i had to like call every single one of my friends and like did you get me this did you get me this thing and it becomes incredibly awkward like you said if nobody does and yeah it just becomes this mysterious gift and you're like uh it, it suits my taste this is fantastic this is wonderful i just uh <laughs> don't know if this is meant for me really exactly exactly um but yeah, so buoyancy, allostasis, um, and how sometimes, you know, the idea of uh, your homeostasis also changes your set point, your center of being 
can change depending on where you're at and just gradually mm-hmm. over time. So you're, you're, and how your body and yourself just kind of knows that mm-hmm. it, it automatically knows that. I think that's an incredible thing. It knows that, yeah, you're not trying to return to the state of being you're at when you were seven years old mm-hmm. or when you were in this certain environment or in the company of these people, it kind of auto it finds its own comfort level. Yeah. yeah autopilots. This is where we should be at. Um, and we're going to go there. And also for allostasis, how the body knows when to kick in, like use when, when you've had your limit for something. Yeah. Or, or, I mean like use energy reserves, like sure. as it know, like, Oh, we have all day. Let's like exert all of this energy to try to get back to that area. Um, mm-hmm. And one thing that I was thinking about too, with this whole concept, I naturally store a lot of stress and like physical stress. And so I get like really tight knots in my neck and shoulders. It's just a thing. Like ever since I was like a child, my body just doesn't digest that well. Um, so I always have these like knots and things. Um, really selling myself great with like Stephanie's description of me as a jelly blob. And now <laughs> I'm full of stress knots. <laughs> but um and for a time, I always took it as maybe I'm overdoing something. Maybe like, oh, if I'm feeling tense or something in my right shoulder, like, okay, maybe I need to take it easy um, because there's something, there's like a block or there's something I'm holding in. Mm-hmm. But then I started to think, this is all like perspective shifting, basically. Is what I'm sure. At. Um, I know there's like physical explanations for things, but I'm a believer of the 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 mental perspective and that impact that that impact that that has Mm -hmm. so so i started to think and trying to twist it more positive light of like well no maybe that's actually the body deciding hey now it's a good time to work on this street intersection like when you live in a city and all of a sudden you're like why is this under construction now like even though stuff's going on my body decided without consulting my mind or other parts we're going to work on this area in the shoulder it's going to be a little bit mm-hmm. like a little like wet floor sign, caution tape. <laughs> sure. moment. It's going to look yeah. like your shoulders busted for like a week or so, but like, right. But really it. it's, it's, it's going to fix it up better than ever before. Yeah. And you just have to give us patience and not be like, what is this? Why is there a detour sign sure. all of a sudden? Like aggravate the incident. Yeah. Yeah. Or like we need to fix something now because this can't be a thing. It's like, no, this is already like we submitted to the calendar. Yep. It's approved. Um, yeah, just working on something. you trying to rush it is not going to help. In fact, it might worsen it. So, yeah. don't stress it. Yeah, those are some of my thoughts on terming Stephanie. Anything there? Anything grab you? <laughs> Anything? I don't know. I got that's what I've been that's what I've been up to. In case you're wondering, that's a that's a, that's a quite a train of thought you've got there, Michelle. Happy March. Um, yes, yes, happy happy March to you too. Um, what has Trina thought given... again on purpose because of my opening with my dream? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and yeah. also we always just, speak about Trina thoughts here, always just parking at another station. Hans Zimmer, um, punk. At, at the time of recording, and by the time it this airs, it will be far too late, but maybe you can appreciate this next year. Uh, my favorite week of the year is coming up. And uh, it's it's really quite exciting for me. Um, I don't know if this is exciting for anybody else, but maybe I'm just the one nerd who appreciates this week. Um, so it is going to be in America, Pi Day, 
March 14th. Um, and then the following day, the Ides of March, when Julius Caesar was killed, unfortunately, but uh, great play by Shakespeare. Oh, okay. And then a few days after that, St. Patrick's Day. How do you celebrate? Know, how do you celebrate Ides of March? Um, <laughs> you you just you just rehearse uh, Mark Anthony's like not quite sincere speech about yeah. Caesar. Um, Okay. How does it go? Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. I come to bury Caesar, not praise him. <laughs> and uh, he just kind of goes on about yes. um, praising Caesar very sarcastically and saying, oh, but Brutus. I, re- I remember having to recite that in 10th yes. grade English class. Uh-huh. And that's when you knew who the theater kids were. Maybe I'm a secret theater kid. Or, yeah, or who was I like it upon who's, myself who's into that, to yeah. like take in um like random shakespearean speeches and to this day i still remember quite a few and uh <laughs> but i i don't think i am a theater kid but maybe i have it in me one day if everything I feel goes you have some elements out. but i don't know about theatricality yes i think you're the- you can be theatrical because there's a difference between theatrical and like i actually want to go put in the effort to pursue that full time I wonder if it's because I watch so much British drama and so many of those British actors are theatrically, you know, Shakespearean trained with like, you know, Royal Shakespeare Society and all those fun things. And so maybe some of it's like rubbing off on me. But um, yes, so Pi Day 3.14. I guess 3.14157. In in the UK or in in the Europe, it would be um, July 22nd or the 22nd of July because 722 or 22 over 7 is also another great approximation of pi okay i shouldn't say great it's a decent it's adequate you know <laughs> great. um uh okay so those two days but the you know and then saint patrick's day which um I'll, although i am not irish spoilers um <laughs> i do not have a single ounce of a single drop of irish blood in me uh but i do sincerely dearly um love the color green so i will take it upon myself to wear so much green that it's just my parents considered it uh just like an obscene quantity of green when i was a child growing up and they're like just very confused because we have no ethnic irish heritage in our blood and uh, i always i mean we, we i heard about the pinching you know thing like if you're not wearing green you get you're allowed to get pinched uh but so I was like, that's never going to happen to me, even at um, midnight or the night before. I'd always wear green, but green's just my favorite color, very, very much so. So I uh, just you know, take a kid, a day what about St. Patrick's Day just got you into it, even as a child? Like, what, what, was, what were you drawn to? The green, just, just, just how this is the green, the holiday? chance to wear green. Uh-huh. Yeah, because I think in. In some cultures, I think wearing green is like a, a sign of envy, you know, like a green of jealousy, but like in, you know, not necessarily translated directly from that. And so, um, yeah, I was just taught not to wear green generally, mm, but okay. since it's my favorite color, it's just so hard to resist, you know, like everything I look at, there should be an element of green somewhere where like it goes with green or, you know, something like that. So yeah. um, it's just it's an amazing day to just wear green. Just to be, it's not easy being green, you know, Kermit. I get, I get Kermit, you know. <laughs> so it's it's a lovely week. There's three days to celebrate. Probably more if you probably look more into it. But those are the only three days I'm aware of. Um, your highlights. 
What so, pie will you be consuming on pie day? This is a great question. This is the question every year it changes. Mm-hmm. I've made my own pies. I've had meat pies. Mm-hmm. Savory um, or sweet, yes. Sa- savory or sweet. I've had the Australian boom hand pies. I've had pot pies. I've had like sweet pies. I think I generally like lean towards the savory ones just because the sweet can be very overdone. But uh, I haven't planned a pie for this year. What do you think I should have? I would do a day of pies. So I do a it's far too many pies. A tomato pie for breakfast. Oh my god. Oh, I could get a quiche. Or a quiche for breakfast. It's, but that's not really a pie, is it? No. It's got a pie crust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd say tomato pie, which is like kind of a quiche-ish. It's a breakfast thing. I'd say like a shepherd's pie, maybe for dinner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chicken pot pie for lunch. Mm-hmm. And for me, I, I like dessert. pumpkin. I like I like pumpkin pie or apple pie for sweet. But yeah, do they have pumpkin pie in the spring? In America, it seems to be a very yeah. They really crank autumn based dessert. Thing. Yeah, and you could probably find it that would be somewhere, but not hmm. super easy. But. I'll have to think about it. I have some creme brulee that I've made ages ago. Not ages ago, like a week ago, but. I'm kind of sick of creme brulee, but that's not even a pie. No. It's like it, it defeats the whole point of a pie because there is no crust. Yes. So <laughs> that is, although I did gift some people like pieometry books. There's a book called Pieometry, and it's all about making different types of pie with very geometrically pleasing patterns cool. um, as like the top layer and also as like the fruit slices underneath. It's fantastic. I forgot who the author is, but look it up. Yeah. Pieometry. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm excited to hear about <laughs> what you end up doing on Pi Day. You know, it's up, it's, it's up wait, to the wait, jury wait, right let now. Let me say something. Let me say something. Yeah. Please fill me in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> All right. So in Terrorbang, we have a, some music, like Stephanie referenced at the beginning of the episode of what was keeping her buoyant. We have some music to share today. I will be starting out um, with some recommendations. So you may have remembered if you listened to, I think it was our really our first episode for this year, uh, Hiatus. And it's been so long. I forgot how many we've released. Just a couple, I think, but it does seem like a while ago. Sure. Um, we discussed the Belgian pop artist Strome, who at that time had just released two singles for an upcoming album that was set to be released either in a few months from then or in the summer. I wasn't super sure. Um, and we're talking about hiatus because he had come out of hiatus for like he had reemerged, reemerged like seven or so years. Well, his album came out this week or maybe end of last week or whichever however you want to time it Uh and i've enjoyed it um Uh however i saw stephanie i really enjoyed it but for some reason it's making me feel more of an early summer album i don't know why that's just where i'm at currently the weather Mm -hmm. where i'm living i mean it's becoming spring it's been sunny but still um sorry for fahrenheit but like in the you know 50s or 60s um, mm-hmm. a little bit cool and crisp still and like mm-hmm. not much there hasn't been a spring bloom yet 
either. Mm-hmm. It's coming. Mm-hmm. Things are budding and like little baby flowers. You'll is, see. is the sky gray or blue? Oh, it's it's that beautiful passion blue. Ugh. Um, sorry if that hurt Ugh. anyone who's not Ugh. there yet, but I'm sure it's coming. I think tomorrow. I think tomorrow we will have a little overcast rain. Okay. Cold rain. But yeah, so I really like the album. I enjoyed it. I might bring it up in future episodes later in the year as I may resonate with it better. Uh, mm-hmm. But I do want to start out our list with the first song of the album, Invansu, which means like unbreakable, unbeatable. Oh, like invincible. Invincible, yeah. Okay, um, okay. And I shared it with Stephanie and I just felt it was a great opening song. It just makes you really want to like be big and like marching very salient strong beat and just like marching in the street for some reason and um tying it to like like the saint patty's day like you know parades are happening in the states and in irish places (laughs) this this weekend or next weekend so yeah i like the rhythmic is it syncopation where Mm -hmm. things are slightly off beat but like in a very rhythmic fashion yeah um that and the like you said the bagpipes just put together with his vocals i think bagpipe at the end yeah the the little little things sneak in there yeah there's multiple layers and i kind of appreciate like the more you listen to it the more little things you pick up no yeah with listening to Um, you stephanie that was maybe like my fifth or sixth time listening to that song and and i just noticed the bagpipes at the very end i went oh wow that's interesting. Yeah, I can tell you were you were kind of pretty surprised. Yeah, I don't know why it psh, went over my head. I um, thought you would have you know been hypersensitive given your um, your history with Scotland the Brave and the you know the instrument in general. Yeah, still my favorite moment in the one of my favorite moments in the 2021 movie Dune. Oh, uh, yes. When, was, when when you read about that they were bagpipes in Hans's soundtrack, and I was like, oh, I can't wait to listen to the bagpipes. And then in one scene, a literal bagpipe comes on screen. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, okay. There it is. I found it. <laughs> and it's like just dust, just kind of like whispering, you know, just. Yeah, it, like, was, it was oh. a great scene, but it was just a really like grounding moment of like, that's a bagpipe. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. This is supposed mm-hmm. to be set like way in the future. And everything looks a little bit different. Like on different planets, there's like spice as like yeah. their, their main That's currency. A bagpipe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. How did yeah. that make it through all the, all the centuries? But I love that moment. That made me laugh. It, I, I, it feels like old and yet new. Like, I don't know the, the Denny Villeneuve, uh, Villeneuve version mm-hmm. you're talking about, right? Yes. Yes. Um, it, it feels like a story that has been told, but it's been it feels like a story that's been told in a different way and yes i know there's been like a couple different versions of dune already out Mm -hmm. uh, prior to this but it it just felt very familiar yet very fresh like it's kind of like a very paradoxical way but it it just felt like a a new adventure that has happened before (laughs) oh i'm not doing a good job of describing it but yes wonderful times um all right you had another song and one more song Another uh-huh. little artist, not little artist, but another artist who's kind of like Stromae for me. And I know like last episode, I talked a little bit about Lionel Del Rey. Maybe that's just where I'm at right now. Revisiting songs from about 10 years ago or so that from artists that I was into 10 years ago, I first introduced to at least um, Florence and the Machine. 
seems to be where Stromae was a couple months ago in a few songs. Yeah. And a few songs have come out and I believe the album is slated, new album is slated for May of this year in a couple Ooh. months. Okay. But one of the singles is called My Love and mm-hmm. I just think it's really powerful. It's got a little bit of some of her older sound where she had a lot of drums and kind of a okay. real like gritty tribal beat aspect. I, I don't know how the, to describe it. The drums with her like ethereal voice, I think. It's, yes. It's a she strong does combination. Because like her voice is so expansive. Hauntingly beautiful. Yeah. And, and, and expansive. And it yeah. just kind of like trails off if she wants it to, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But like the drums kind of help bind it together. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. yeah it's amazing yeah so those are those are my two songs to share for okay. today that's great um yeah. good good suggestions thank you very much mm-hmm. um george ezra um has come out with a new single it's called anyone for you tiger lily or in parentheses tiger lily and it's a lovely kind of almost summary bob i think maybe like a springtime song i think it's kind of so. like amping yeah. up it's a bit slower than i guess your traditional like huge summer fest song but i can like see crowds and like festivals kind of like singing to it and having mm-hmm. like a, a little lighter moment where everyone's kind of like swaying with the lights um you know they're on their phones or an actual like cigarette lighter just yeah. kind of like waving around um, and it's kind of like a nice anthemic song without being too high energy you know it's like a good mm-hmm. like hey jude na 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 that part that's a nice that upbeat level of energy and yeah then, yeah he he has a lot of you know he still uses his guitar as kind of the main one of the main focal points. yes yeah yeah, yeah. i love his nice. choice of guitars that he's also using um i think he's like bouncing around between a couple different types in that song so yeah there's the um, different different, 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 different instruments kind of come in and there's different moments of the song that i really like and he's coming out with a whole new album, like you you mentioned with uh, Stroman and Florence. So it seems to be like a, a thing. 2022 is going to be a fruitful year for like new records coming out. So that is very exciting. Um, I think his is coming out in May or June, like some sometime later this year, I think. Yeah. Gold Rush think, Kid. And I think it's int- Gold Rush Kid. Yeah. It was June 10th. Yeah. Oh, wow. Great. And I think um, I was on Stephanie, even like the Stroman album. And with this time, you can. I'm kind of taking as you know, psychological look into why the sound is what it is because I feel like it's a very unique time mm-hmm. uh, for artists, and I'm just wondering how it, what they were going through in life influenced the sound of these new albums because they had like time to think about and process and put mm-hmm. things out. Mm-hmm. And so with Strome is, I felt the overall sound was kind of jovial, but also kind of sporadic and, and a little uh, playful. And mm-hmm. you know, his older music is very dancey but like kind of adult club electro pop a bit okay like okay in the, in the baseline underlying aspect of it and this new album i think has a little bit more yeah spontaneity other noises that kind of reminded me and i know just his situation he had a child like a few years ago who's now would be like a young ah, child okay, so it made okay. me think think of like maybe he's just been around like children's television programs where they have that kind of music um mm-hmm. and little so certain certain sound effects mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and then the lyrics are still really deep and sometimes mm-hmm. covering dark topics and so it just makes sense because as an adult you know you, 
the news has been a little bit rough the past two years, mm-hmm. um, a little bit dire with the world situation with the pandemic. And uh, it just seems to get worse. But you know, that's one that's one take of it. Yeah, so I just felt like it was like a way of like parental shielding of like the lyrics sure. that if you're a child, you might not understand what the words are meaning. So he's like, right. you're saying these things right in front of you, but you're not really catching and registering. It's not, sound yeah. It's just very it's not sticking. Yes, exactly. Aesthetic. So I'm curious what Florence the Machines sound will maybe reveal a little bit of what mm-hmm. you're doing with you. And, and same for, I forgot your nickname for him, but George Ezra. Georgie. Georgie boy. Georgie boy. Yes. Um, Georgie, Georgie, I, boy, Georgie boy, the gold rush, not boy, but gold kid. rush kid. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get newsletters from him, infrequent newsletters, but uh, oh, it cool. be one of my pen pals. No, it's just like the, I think Sony Music label um, tells him he probably should keep in touch with his fans. Uh, but I think he, do- he does write it, it seems, quite sincerely. And it nice. seems like he is in a better place. He has like two podcasts out, so you can go check them out. One is George Ezra Needs a Friend, which is where he calls up um usually industry related people um from the music industry i think elton john's another one uh, niall horan or ed sheeran maybe both i can't remember but you know he's done a few interviews conversations the same worth interviews with them and he has one with his uh, like one of his normal i guess friends called um just it's just called phone a friend and so i think just like how Michelle, you and I and Tara Bay are talking. I think it's, you know, a little more casual, a little time to decompress from the hullabaloo that is the normal life. So it seems like he's in a decent place. So That's I'm good. glad that, yeah. And, and his music, I guess, reflects a very wholesome side. So I quite like that. Um, okay. And then we had another tune. Um, this one uh, is called... It's by St. Mattel and it's called My Type and it's very upbeat. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I saw it in a movie and it was like an opening scene and I was like, I don't know what this movie is about, but I'm very happy to just kind of jive with it based on this opening song. And this movie was, it was okay movie, but the music, oh my God, it was just. I I love watching interviews with the sound people, like they're not composers, but the people who are able to like, I don't know what they do, search the World Wide Web of random songs. How they find the perfect song for certain scenes. Devil Wears Prada. Suddenly I see. Katie uh-huh. Constall. I'll never forget uh-huh. that opening scene. Yeah, it just uh-huh. like makes you feel like the Anne Hathaway character. She's young career woman in New York City and like life is just crazy and unexpected, but like so positive. Like, I don't know. It just captures it. Yeah. And all she's doing yeah. is walking around. She's just not saying where she's just like walking around the it's, city. It's partially the editing, but it's like 90% the music is what makes it that scene no offense Anne Hathaway and you know the the other actress or actor in the movie I was watching but it's just the the way the whole story just starts off with a bang mm-hmm. that's it you know exactly mean girls sort of hallway what scene yeah past that dutch mm-hmm. it just it's yeah it's talent it's the talent um and I liked when you brought up St. Motel because I was and I like the song you mentioned, my type. But I also like, I like that whole album. I guess it's I don't know if it's like their debut album. It's the Saint Motel like television album. Mm-hmm. But I really like Getaway as well. Is there a cowbell in it? Because I forgot to say I really like the cowbell <laughs> in, in my type. And I thought that was iconic. It kind of reminds me of the SNL sketch. Needs more cowbell with Christopher Walken. Yeah, yeah, it does. Okay, mainly horn though. 
Horn. Okay. Yeah. I like the the combination horns and cowbell. <laughs> really does it. I love it. Yeah. It's kind of like for bagpipes, but just less of a triggering, more like a oh something's exciting about to happen kind of mm. thing for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but that's awesome. I'm glad. I'm glad you suggested that. Um and. uh last song of the night is stephanie's oh last song right um i could not stop listening to this the other uh a couple days no last week yes last yeah. week from the time of recording it was a national safety day in india but i have this website that tells me all the fun you know things of the day it is uh you know like what things to celebrate and uh <laughs> it just happened to be national safety day in india specifically uh <laughs> but then as soon as i saw that i couldn't stop thinking about um men without hats the safety dance which is an absolute classic from the 80s or 90s and mm-hmm. i didn't realize the music video is totally separate from what i thought the music video was supposed to be i when I growing up i think i saw a man with like a construction hat and like a you know high visibility vest doing some kind of corny dance with his like his hands and just kind of bobbing up and down with his legs but not really doing much of a very coordinated dance but the music video for men without hats is like it, it's it goes almost full princess bride and like muppets and frogs and you know a little bit like of the, love the hobbit like it's just, in the shire yeah it's just very bizarre you know yeah exactly it just kind of goes into medieval like dress up and and, and like peasants running around in the fields with other villagers and uh, i don't know what yeah. it has to do with safety but it's a uh, it's such a catchy song that like it is it doesn't matter what the song's about it's like probably it's a song great. in Terabang. I I would bet and I would wait I'd wager that if you hear it you're like oh this song yeah yes you've you've probably heard it before mm-hmm. if you are and you don't know familiar. why but you're just like yes this song it's it may have played in like you know a distant memory of a grocery store you know when you were younger or, or maybe or commercial or like when you were walking by some some bar or restaurant or something you know college dorm maybe i don't know it just it, it just pervades everywhere mm-hmm. it's very mm-hmm. difficult to get away from um but it's a it's an amazing song and i think it's it's coming back to its glory days <laughs> so uh please do enjoy it and uh, yes, we, we definitely enjoy having you around in Terabang. So yeah, thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us. Stay afloat. Hey, great. Solid. See you next time. Bye.